This is a Detail Podcast. March 23rd was the 30th anniversary of Star Fox here in the United States. So today on the show, we are talking about all things Star Fox. Dog goes, Peach goes, Ness goes, Yoshi goes, Link goes, Toad goes, and Captain Falcon goes, show me a moves. Pit goes, Kirby goes, Luigi goes, but there's one sound that no one knows. What does Star Fox say? Let's go. Come at me. This is Fox, returning to base. What's Star Fox say? What's Star Fox say? What's Star Fox say? It's go time. Star Fox, fire at will. Do a barrel roll. What's Star Fox say? Mission Barrel. complete. <laughs> All right. Hello and welcome to Drinkin' Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dookie Dustin, <laughs> and alongside me is Saffy Toad, and with me is... Uh, were we supposed to come up with something? I'm Keith. I don't know. With me is... Princess Pale is back. <laughs> back oh, in the ship. I'm Koopa Keith. There we go. Koopa Keith. Okay, perfect. I was really hoping to go with like Star Fox characters, like oh, no, Keith the Cloud or Falco Lombardi. Well, I was or... going Slippy Toad, but I went Saffy Toad. Saffy Toad. Yeah. I got I was confused going, with the toads. I was also going Slippy Toad, but I went. I know. Dookie you Dustin. did it too. It's like I said Saff Fox. Peppy Pale. I. So it should be. Peppy Pale! <laughs> oh, yep. Damn it. Yeah, I missed out an opportunity. That's why we don't ad-lib on this show very much. <laughs> Everything's pre-written. <laughs> yeah, if it's not written, we're just... It doesn't happen. And no, yep. we read the cue cards. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is featuring beer from The Landing Beer Company and Rheingeist Brewery. And we are talking about Star Fox. Because it's the 30th anniversary. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's hear about this landing, hazy landing. Well, we probably should put a disclaimer out. Um, landing Brewing Company, as of time of recording, has since merged in the Fort Wayne beer market with the Gnome Town Brewing Company. So now it's like Gnome Town Brewing on the landing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's a mouthful. But it is all Gnome Town Brews, I think. They're kind of taking it over. So I don't know if these beers will be available anymore. So what we kind of did is went out when they announced it and they had, hey, sale price on all landing carryout cans of beer. So Pale thankfully hopped out there for us and he picked up a couple of cans that they had left. That still said the landing on it. So there's the background of that. So I, this is the first time we've and last time. <laughs> first and last, <laughs> we've maybe had you have one more show. beer that. Yeah, we do up. have. We do have one more that we can put on a future episode. But hey, maybe this beer is still available just under a it different could be, name. But yeah, so 
Mm-hmm. I think we've all been there before. I've been there a handful yep. of times. It was pretty basic, which is I can yeah. understand why they wanted to team up with Gnome Town. Because I think I think the last time I was there, they did have some like variant stuff. Like they started experimenting more. Like the first time I went there, there was very basic. There was like six beers on tap, and it was, and it was like, just like the basic IPA, basic pale ale, basic yeah, lager, exactly. and then like basic stout or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're not going to – hopefully they experiment. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of uh, what Hop River did too. They came out with their like basic shit and then it was like, well, this isn't really bringing in the crowds anymore. So now they've got all this more interesting stuff. Yep. Yeah. When they change brewers. Yeah. So anyway. – I have never actually been in the brewery and had a drink. Never drank there, oh, wow. never ate there. Yeah, I never – I thought you were with me that one time. No, you weren't. Mine. That was Kyle. Mm-mm. Oh, yep. I thought I mean, you were there. I, obviously, I went, walked in there to buy the four pack, but nope, never ate there, drank there. That place like, is a really place. nice looking place. Yeah, it was, and uh, I like the location. It like took over like the old shithole landing mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. street that like flashbacks and everything. Was that? Yeah, they really fixed that up. Yeah, it's really nice down there for sure. Anyway, this is from the Landing Beer Company, the Hazy Landing. Comes in at 6.9% ABV. This is our New England-style IPA, brewed with citra, Vic Secret, Lemon Drop, and El Dorado hops. This hazy brew is a pale yellow color with a tight, pillowy head. Additions of flaked oats and wheat give this beer a silky mouthfeel. Aromas of cantaloupe and passion fruit layer with prominent Meyer lemon flavor. Soft bitterness and a smooth finish. Very descriptive. I think Meyer lemon is essentially an orange. It is They're less sour. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The can is awesome. It's got a matte finish to it, so it feels kind of funky. Mm-hmm. But we see the little lamppost, which were the lampposts on the landing, mm-hmm. I think, even back when we were out partying, <laughs> uh, when it was a party street back in the day. But Very Green landing. Lantern. Green Lantern-esque, yeah, that's for sure. It's got a little nippa down there. Uh, nipple down there? Nipa. Mm-hmm. Nipa. <laughs> it could, well, there's two of them, so, yeah. Well, there you Technically. go. Technically. 34 IBUs, according to the side of the can. Oh, yeah. So, that's good. Yeah, we didn't put that up there. Say 24? 34. 34. 30, but, yeah, it's got the little logo with the L, little cursive L on the side. Hoppy and fruity, 34 IBUs, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and then it gives the style there, kind of the, on the side. It's Miracle cool. on 34th Street. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, it's but really cool. Time, it's, I like it. It's Miracle on Columbia Street. <laughs> exactly. I think we were supposed to save this beer for maybe like a DC episode, but because of the lantern. But uh, I thought, we didn't do many of those. Yeah. Hazy Landing uh, sounds like it could fit right in them. with Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? He said we don't do too many DC episodes. I'm like, yeah, because they keep canceling them. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it works, pal. The landing. He's going to land his little, the land cruiser. R-wing. Land the R-wing. There's a lot of landing in Star Fox. Yeah, that's cool. It's one of those, it's um, like I could peel it off, but it's not a sticker. It's like one of those formed ones that melts to it a little bit. Like heat wrap or something. Heat wrap, yeah, is what it feels like. But yeah, it says down here established 2020, so they lasted three years. Well, it, it they opened during years. the pandemic and then closed during the pandemic, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah, 
they realized this was a lot harder to bad, do in a pandemic. Bad timing. At least they held out long enough to get help. So yeah, and it's yeah. not closed, which is great. Just under new ownership. Yep, yep. Pale. Which are you seeing a Star Fox? I want to. <laughs> let me give it. Let me give it a look though, real quick. It's kind of orangey. Yeah, it's. I don't know, let me take a look at the SRM. Like when yeah. I put it up to the light, the orange comes through. I take it away. It's like a little bit more of a pale yellow. I got a little bit darker than Star Fox. Mine's almost like an eight is what I'm thinking. But I don't know. Your lights are different than mine. When I put it behind this light, then it's a lot lighter. Then it's more like a six. Oh, what do you think? Um, Give me a range. And split the difference. It's really close to Star Fox, but well, I think like a seven. Oh, we could just say Star Fox. We could. Nobody I mean, looks up our geek SRM. <laughs> Let's just never it. know. <laughs> it is Star Fox fur. The OG Star Fox. <laughs> exactly. What are you smelling? What are you smelling? Lemon. <laughs> Hoppy lemon. It's citrusy. Citrus, yep. For sure. A little orange. I'm not getting too much of the lemon. No, maybe I'm getting a more it's a citrus. fruit. Mm-hmm. It's citrusy for sure. Mm-hmm. A little bit of grapefruit. A little bit more passion fruit. It says aromas of cantaloupe and passion fruit. So you picked out the passion fruit, unless you were just reading. I, I mean, I just I remember what the description <laughs> was. <laughs> you, so. you read it earlier. <laughs> that was kind of stuck in my mind. But cantaloupe? Can- I'm like, I don't cantaloupe. know about that. Cantaloupe doesn't have much of a smell. It's no. like, I don't know. It's just kind of like a musky Muskmelons. Smell. They're called muskmelons. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Drink it. Yep. Drink it. Drink it down pipe. Oh, dang. Dustin and I have both had this. Ooh. Yep. It's not bad. Mm. It's so tight and pillowy. <laughs> <laughs> that mouthfeel. Yeah, it's a nice mouthfeel. Could take a nap on that mouthfeel. It's like, like a cloud soft. in the mouth. It is like very foamy. It is. Light, mm-hmm. crisp. Crisp. A little bit bitter on the back end. I'm getting mostly bitter. It's not, I mean, it's citrusy like bitter, but mixed with the hops. It's not like that sweet citrus. I'm not going, not getting like orange juicy vibes. Mm, It's more the passion fruity cantaloupe, I guess. It does have the mouthfeel of a cantaloupe. Mm, After eating that. Musky. Musky. (laughs) Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I like that. It's, It's a little bit different than a lot of the hazies that we've had before. A lot of hazies are very dank and orangey, very poppy. I mean, this one's still, hops are still very present, but it's just a different kind of citrus and fruit that we don't usually get. So Yeah, definitely get a lot of the lemon, what they were saying. So it's going to have a little bit of that, as they described, a soft bitterness, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. What did your head look like when you poured it? It was very soft, as they described. Because I He's was, got a soft head. I was I doing t- like the angle pour and then I kind of like <laughs> poured it in like really fast to like kind of just get mix it all up and get it in there. Yeah. And it was like a pretty like thick like four inch head. Ooh. It's still quite a bit foamy on the top. So fill up your mouth with foam. <laughs> it's like nitrous. All right. Well, while you guys are finishing that up, we have 533 check-ins. Is that what you have? 533? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for a 378 average, 
all the check-ins have changed to now Gnometown Brewing Company. I don't no longer see Landing Brew or Landing Beer Company. Yep. So on tap so maybe is already cut home. over. Yeah. That's why I can't find it. Sounds like it. Yeah. Just look up Gnometown and you'll be able to find it. Um yeah, so I have two friends check this in. And that one might be me. Three, and one of them is you. The other one is actually Doug Egder. Check this in 30,000 times. <laughs> I saw that. I was going to say he's got an average of three and a half because he changed the score every time. Random things he's writing, but tasty beer, great company, best flight of the night, you know, things like that. So nothing fancy. And then the other person, I can't say. Better not. Right That's here. a secret. Yeah. Rob Lydick said, I had this when I visited last time and still good. And he gave it a four. Lawrence said, interesting, but I'm not sure I like it. Gave it a 325. Can't pronounce your name, so I'll just call you Gage. Uh, Not what I would call hazy, but still very good. 325. I got one from Honorable Eric Ratz. And he says, when spending the day in jail, need to have a good hazy IPA. Here is to all the orange and stripes. Uh, and he gave it a 425. Just taking a look at his picture. He said Chad. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, scrolling. Just pictures and yeah. ratings. Uh, Maxwell M. Yo, I drank the shit out of this pimp. 3.5. If you, Did you, though? You drank the shit out of it? Really? Caesar Gonzalez. Very lemony from Lemon Drop Hop. A bit too sweet in end for me. Quite juicy. Four out of five. Some people in their rating scales are so weird. It's like they talk like it's great. Yeah, and then they give it a three. <laughs> yeah, and then they their comment sounds like they're pooping all over it. And they gave it a four. <laughs> right. It's like, this is a little too sweet for me. I'm not sure I like it. Four and a half. Another Gonzalez, Amelia... A rare hazy that I like because of all the citrus and lemon. It still has that hazy IPA finish I don't love, but enjoyable. She also gave it a four. Yep. Coming up to the end. Uh, pleasant, but very mild flavor. A four from Cheryl. I was say, guess what friend I have that checked it in? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. Stout B? Stout B. I got to find it here, my... Lovely app wanted me to rate it. And I'm like, no, not right now. I'm in the middle of something. I'm reading. I'm a little busy. Uh, where'd he go? There he is. Stout B. Crushable. 3.25. Man of <laughs> many words. Oh, wait. It's not he a had, stout. He had two of them. For, the other check-in said juicy, sweet, resinous, and citrusy. Three and a half. Again. Oh, he liked it more. Yeah, that was the same night, so he must have forgot he had it already. <laughs> right. Silly stat boss. I'll go first, unless you right, wanted to jump in there, Pale. Would you um, like to hear what I thought? Oh, yeah, sure, I suppose. Sure. Unless you guys I, want to. I don't. I didn't write anything, so I don't actually remember, but I had mine as part of a flight, and I gave it a 375, so I liked it enough, but I was with like family, so I didn't want to spend the time to write a message while I was having dinner. But I thought it was respectable. Yeah. Gave it a 375 as well. Mm. There will not be a hand-holding club. Not even close on this one. Oh. 
I'm afraid <laughs> to give right. mine because you're probably going to blow. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's just All right. rip off the pale Band-Aid. Let's do this. <laughs> I gave this a 4.5. Jeez. I said, delicious notes of lemon and passion fruit. Very soft, pillowy mouthfeel with a slight bitter back end. <laughs> I'm digging this Nipah. Nice. And I'm really glad I have another can because I had the perfect pairing. <gasps> Pales pairing? Yes. What? Pales pairing. I'm thinking Ooh. steak and like a loaded baked potato. Ooh. Ooh. With a little Ooh. citrus added to that. Like, I like it. <laughs> I love drinking like Nipahs with like a steak dinner. Mm. So Pale, now I'm hungry. I think I had mine with maybe a barbecue of some sort. I feel like they had barbecue on the menu that day. Yeah, they mm. had mar- barbecue, mo- like, that's what they had was barbecue. Had, yeah. I was only there once, so that's why I said that day, because it was only the yeah. one time I was there. <laughs> I can't verify that that was their permanent menu. Yeah. I think they swapped to, like, American-style food the last this last year. Probably I remember I get, go I, cheaper. Like, burgers. Yeah, I think I had burgers the last time I was there, but I had, like, a... Almost like a Mad Anthony's, or not Mad Anthony's, the the shigs and pits of the Mad Anthony's, mm-hmm, where you mm-hmm. get like a, a tray of meat and a couple sides. Yeah. I think that was the last. Remember in like twenty twenty one or something, twenty twenty, go in there. Bring All right, me Keith. In. Now we would love to hear what you have to say. Please be. The I. Oh my goodness, no. I am not the exact same as Pale. I said smooth, hoppy, citrusy with a soft head. Easy drinking, but a bit too much of the sour citrusy flavor for me. And then I just added with my picture old school landing cans before the merger. Um, It's just a little too sour for me. The lemon and the hops coming through, and I am just not an IPA guy. And when you make an IPA even more sour... (laughs) Yeah, Keith no like. Um, <laughs> so I gave it a three and a half. I mean, I'm not shitting on it. It's good. It's light, but it's just not not for me. It's pretty close to what Dustin and I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. No, I wasn't saying like you're going to rate it the same as him. I just wanted you to like meme his description. <laughs> just repeat. <laughs> That's all. Four and uh, a half. No. <laughs> I was the outlier in this in this one. That's good. You do you, yeah. Pale. That's Found your beer you like for once. Yeah. Yeah, geez. Usually yeah, you're the downer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, we are over here gushing about stouts all the time, and you're like, uh, 3.25. Uh, 3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like the stout. Yeah, that's fine. It's not not you. I think Pale might be our new sour boy. That's true. <laughs> sour boy? Maybe I'll do a sour right. section. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin and I have been sipping on the Rheingeist Brewery's Cloud Harvest. It's a 6.5 ABV uh, IPA. Get your head in the clouds. The result of years of experimentation with novel hop combinations and cutting-edge hopping techniques of lip-smacking, fruity, juicy hop notes. Tropical fruit, citrus, and berry notes abound in this final culmination of our cloud-inspired quest for the ultimate hazy IPA. But look at this can. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, that's the awesome. The Simpsons. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the clouds like separate. It's basically gets two fronts because 
this is the front of the can, but his is also Wait. the front of the can. What? If you spin it around. Oh, wow. So it almost has two fronts. So on one side, it has Ryan right. Guy's logo. <laughs> yeah? What were you right about? It, uh, it's Andy's bedroom. It's yes. wallpaper. Yeah. I'm like, too. Simpsons, but I'm like, wait, isn't that in Toy Story? I had to look up pictures. Yeah. I found uh, it. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I'm like, <laughs> oh, that, you're fine. That's, that's yeah. the Andy, the thing. The, the thing. toys. Yeah. Wallpaper. So the reason why this one stood out to me, based on just looking at this can, is we've talked about this before. Star Fox didn't actually exist as Star Fox when the first game came out for these uh, Super Nintendo. It was just a polygonal flyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to sell it, they stuck Star Fox on it. And so it wasn't in space. It was just on a plane of you some fly sort. like arches and crap yeah. and shoot it. And so, things that are on the ground. So in you know respect to the OG Star Fox, we are down... In Earth, atmosphere, flying through the clouds. Yeah, as Keith pointed out, it's basically the background is Andy's wallpaper from Toy Story. It's just like a blue can with white clouds. Yep. We got the Ryan Geist logo on one side that says Cloud Harvest underneath. And then on the other side, it says Cloud Harvest with the Hazy IPA name underneath that. Yep. Our I love the font. It's yes. gorgeous. Also, the Rheingeist symbol in the middle is orange, and so it kind of, I don't want to say foreshadows the flavor of the beer, but it also is a huge contrast to the color of the can. So it just stands out. It pops. You just know what it is. And Star Fox is kind of orange himself. Perfect. As for the beer, what color would you say this is? Unfortunately, I I don't think we can say Star Fox. It's a little lighter than that, right? Yeah. A couple of shades. I don't want to be gross, but do you see that at the bottom of my of my glass? There's like a, a layer of something <laughs> sediment. That gross. is that. That's not like a trick of the camera. That's literal like sediment from this. I don't know if I'm drinking this all, but it's <laughs> yummy. It's, it's just literal little hot boogies. Sediment. Yeah, I don't know. It's white. It's weird. <laughs> um, that's the the clouds they added. Yeah, there's clouds yeah. in there. But it looks like everything's suspended in there. It's kind of like a gelatinous look and mm-hmm. feel to the inside of it. So it kind of messes with my mind as to like determine what color this is. But it's definitely on the lighter side in my view. But on my camera, it looks as, as red as my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like a three or four. Yeah, Maybe it's three. definitely that light. Just depends on how, what angle I look at it. Right. Yeah, I think I'm good with the three or a four. So, probably get over here. Good, because I don't have the other sound that I was looking for. That's why I was just looking <laughs> Get <at> over <laughs> here! <laughs> Goodness. You don't need a sound. You can just hear me be like, hey, snitch! <laughs> All right, smell. <laughs> got plenty of room to swoosh mine around, then I drank half of it. Yeah. Um, It's got a very piney smell to it, but also kind of pineapple Yeah, that's what I was... Getting some sort of tropical notes. Yep. Tropical for sure, but also pine... Pine sol? Like a lemon pie sol. Oh, yeah. Definitely could tell it's overloaded in the hop department. Yeah, I'm definitely getting like the green smell from the hops. Whatever you want (laughs) to say. (laughs) 
<laughs> the green smell. <laughs> it's like kind of grassy, but not really grassy. Whatever, planty, leafy. Just yeah. like a hint of it, but there's plenty of earthy. Like, nice earthy, yeah. I think is the word. Yeah, that's yeah. a good term for it. <laughs> not green. Yeah. My beer smells I, green. Greeny. Greeny. <laughs> hey, top of the morning to you with your green beer. Yeah, when I waft it around, it definitely smells pineapple-y. That's, that's mm-hmm. just the way that it goes for me. So, all right, well. Ready to suck it down. It's very smooth, but maybe that's because yep. I was shaking it so much to get the smell, but it goes down very smooth. It like does. Not, not carbonated too much at all. Yeah, my fr- like initial sip was flat, I think. Yeah, maybe. But as I took a bigger gulp and bigger sip, uh, it's not. It's just kind of like you know. more of a creamy than flat. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. It's got some body to it. It's not even. It's not really. Not really sharp. So it's not. You can't say carbonated. Yeah. Um. It tastes. And this is gonna sound really weird because I was just complaining about the sediment. I was gonna say it tastes clean. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it really does. There's like a little bitter backbone, but like the upfront flavor has that nice like uh, tropical fruit, pineapple, whatever mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, it definitely it's... doesn't taste pineapple. It tastes tropical. Yeah, yeah. but it does like the... more papaya like they have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste the 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 flavor. Doesn't taste the the nose mm-hmm. profile. Especially the hops. I don't I don't taste the pine saw on the hops. No, not at all. It's just like kind of sweet, kind of juicy with like a slight bitter like aftertaste, but not even like a bad, in a bad way. Yeah. And everything tastes like a lot on the back end of it. So just the, it ends with a juicy flavor. Yeah. But then you have that lingering bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Untapped. Has let's see total check-ins two thousand, but one thousand nine hundred ratings coming in at a three point eight seven. It's not bad for two thousand check-ins. Yeah, it's pretty good. I have zero friends, but you know that I'm right there with you. Zero <laughs> friends. <laughs> so we'll jump to the strangers. The stranger things. There is also a Cloud Harvest 07 and hard Cloud Harvest 08 on Untapped, but yeah. as they were saying in the description, they've tried multiple different times, and this is the one they settled on. Ah, uh, I figured that when yeah, I you went can with tell the by picture the logo. Yeah, yeah the picture yeah. with the can. Yeah, mm-hmm. I decided to look at the other ones, like the uh, different like variants. I had the 01, so I'll just go ahead and say I gave it a four. Nice. Um, however, I think I bought this because I was like, oh, Cloud Harvest, I remember that shit. That was good. It was wonderful. But then, like, I haven't seen any of the other ones. I had this in May of 2020, so it took them three years, mm. two years to perfect it, which is a, a wonderful process to see. But nothing for the new one, and I have zero friends for it. See, Marshall A. says, really nice beer, would seek out again, gave it a 4.25. Edward... Came in with a funny joke here. Haven't checked into a brew for a while. Figured I should. Guess I've had my head in the clouds lately. (laughs) 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 Good old Ed gave it a four. Quentin B. Mostly juicy, slightly hoppy. Gave it a four. Davis says hoppy up front, fruity, and nice finish. Also gave it a four. 
and he picked this up at Fresh Time Farmer's Market. Yeah, I noticed you can get this a lot of places. There's a B-dubs check-in. Uh, Meyer sells it. All sorts of stuff. I can get Rheingeist at Meyer here in town. Same. I've never been to Fresh Time, but kind of seems like they might have a decent selection. Yeah. Yeah, it's small, but it's like mostly craft stuff, so it's nice. Cool. Okay, Ted says, one of the best hazy IPAs I've tried in a while. Really smooth and easy drinking with a lot of good flavor. We'll buy again. Give it a four and a half. Teddy like it to cloud Was that Ted Lasso? (laughs) Yes, he did. I believe so. (laughs) Uh, Judging from the picture. He's got a little bit of beer in his mustache. (laughs) It looks like a Ted Lasso home. I can't see his face. (laughs) I mean, if my name was Theodore, I'd definitely just like meme as Ted Lasso. (laughs) (laughs) And Ted Mosby before then. Yes. (laughs) Ted Mosby architect. Yep, Ted Mosby, architect. All right. It's up to you guys. I ran out. Yep, I'm... That's fair. I'm done. Well, you see it that there was like 2,800 people checked this in and only like 1,900 ratings. Like, I feel like there's not a whole lot of people who are actually writing stuff for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go ahead and I will read read my check-in, guys. Hey, hey I'll read my check-in. Oh, you wrote something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gave it a four. The end. That's what you wrote. That's what your description (laughs) says. I gave it a for the end. The end. All right. I said, I remember having this, uh, having the CHO one back in 2020. And I was happy to see this almost three years later. Uh, glad they settled on this one. Great nose, great flavor. I've had this in the fridge for a while. I wish I had it fresh. Yeah. Fresher would be better. Yeah. They say that for the hazies and we just never listen. I know. Well, it's tough. <laughs> We've got so many of them. How do we know which one to drink? All right. So I said, I like the juice. The tropical flavors are on point and very little bitterness to boot. And I gave it a four as well. Nice. Not surprised. <laughs> yep. You said four. And I was like, of course, that's what I had just entered. <laughs> that's what I was going with. <laughs> We are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok at DrinkInGeekOut. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle-down posts to Twitter and Facebook. If you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing, Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the TikTok. You can also find us on our website, drinkinggeekout.com. There we have our Geek SRM, our Geeky IBUs, our show notes, and other links to find out you know, more about us or how to contact us. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, I know you're currently listening to us, but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more. On Threadless at drinkinggeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers. 
You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there. And now, back to the show. All right, today is the day. If you uh, are new to the show or have not checked out Drink In Geek OST, a few days ago last week, Dustin and I released our Star Fox music episode. We didn't really have much time to talk about the game, and so that's what this is for. We got the the old Digo crew to talk about our friend Star Fox, celebrate the 30th anniversary in style. Uh, Star Fox is an arcade-style rail shooter and third-person action-adventure video game series created by Shigeru Miyamoto, produced and published by Nintendo. The game follows the Star Fox combat team of anthropomorphic animals led by chief protagonists Fox McCloud. Gameplay involves many adventures around the Lilat planetary system in the futuristic R-Wing fighter aircraft in other vehicles and on foot. The Star F- the original Star Fox 1993 is a forward-scrolling 3D rail shooter, but later games add more directional freedom. The first game the first game in the series developed by Nintendo EAD and programmed by Aero Argonaut Software uses the Super FX chip to create the first hardware accelerated 3D game experience on a home console. The Super FX chip is a math coprocessor built into the cartridge to help the Super NES render graphics. Super FX has been used in other Super NES games, some uh, with increased processing speed. Its reboot, Star Fox 64, is the first N64 game with Rumble Pack support. Mm-hmm. Came so there's with a lot a of firsts in this franchise. Due to perceived issues with German company Star Vox, Star Fox and Star Fox 64 were released in PAL region territories as Star Wing and Lilat Wars, respectively. However, as of Star Fox Adventures, Nintendo uses the same name global- globally because Star Fox became like recognizable things separate from Star Vox. Yeah, I've seen boxes that have the uh, Star Wing logo. I've been seeing like yeah. video game hunters out there that they're like, yeah, this is the overseas version. I'm like, Star Wing? It just looks so, <laughs> it's so dumb. so weird. It yeah. looks like a knockoff generic version of the game. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so uh, what's your guys' experience? Have you played a Star Fox game? Do you only know the character from Smash Bros? Oh, no. Uh, I remember looking at the um, SNES one. I think our neighbors had it, and we would go over there and play it. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. I get the whole 3D thing, but it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I remember the first time I saw it, because I'm like, this looks stupid. I don't like this. Like, (laughs) you're shooting pixels, shooting pixels, and I'm like, these little shapes. And it looked kind of funky to me. It's uh, Yeah, it's so, like, blocky and triangle looking. It looked pretty bad. But then when I got to uh, 64, that changed my entire view, and... I love mm-hmm. Star Fox 64, and I'm surprised that there's a lot of hate for that game. I'm like, really? I love that game. I, it's my first one I played, and it's the only one I played. It was fantastic. <laughs> love it. I'm sure I could pick it up right now and go back because the replay value was great on that game because you, you could, could like, go find like hidden hidden pathways yeah. and stuff. The story changed every time you played, so that was great. Plus, with the medals that you could get and try to up it. 
I don't know. I think the the replay value of sixty four games were like at its peak in like nineteen ninety seven. I don't know if like it has the replay value now that it did back in ninety seven with like that jet ski game that was also on the sixty four and other you know, pilot wings and I don't remember Wave Racer maybe <laughs> Wave yeah. Racer yeah Wave Race sixty four yeah. yes yeah yeah. <laughs> You know, games like that where you you literally either were up against somebody or you had multiple people in the room and you were going for yeah. higher scores, you know, that those type of things. Um, so, like, in 1997, that was, like, the, the peak of replayability. And I think this one was difficult enough that uh, it wouldn't, you know, you couldn't beat it in a sitting but it was uh, fun enough to retry. Keep you, yeah. Keep you engaged. Yeah. I remember playing the Super NES version. Uh, I owned it, or Bricker owned it. I can't remember. Um, but it didn't didn't really draw me in like some of their other games did at that time. So I don't. I mean, I definitely didn't play it all the way through. I probably played. I don't know. Total of maybe like an two hours of it. Um, and then I just recently played the 64 version about a month ago on the online switch online service. Oh yeah. Um, and that was a bit difficult. It is pretty difficult. Yeah. <laughs> that original and star Fox two is both on there. Mm-hmm. They're both really tough. It's just the controls were tough. Just getting your shots yeah, you know, down. and just trying to figure out what's happening, like because the, the graphics are kind of hard yeah. to, and it's like okay, I, it's because you're on the like basic TV, it's not the widescreen, so you have like very minimal maneuvering room, mm-hmm. like w- until you get to like the HD monitors where they're widescreen and you can play and mm-hmm. get more of a lay of the land. But yeah, it's difficult, like seeing, just like seeing everything, like. And things pop up like pop inches up from coming you at you because, because yes. of, it couldn't render the graphics that far out. So it's like, oh, wait, there's a tower right here now, and I'm about to crash into it. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. there one second ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's kind of my experience. Yeah, the game kind of felt like you had to memorize patterns. Yes, totally. So it's almost like, uh, all right, click left, up, spin, you know, you know, just like whatever that combo is. And you still have that in today's games too. When you're playing games like uh, Bloodborne or uh, Elden Elden Ring and mm-hmm. things like that, where you just swing, swing, dodge, swing, swing, dodge. You know, if you get a pattern down, then you're able to successfully yeah. maneuver. And it was there was no different back in you know this time where left here, spin here. You know, just it was always a pattern. And once you got that pattern, it was um, I wouldn't say easier, but it was more manageable. Yeah, I didn't really get into this series until Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube, which is probably my favorite game in the series, but it is also the least popular mm-hmm. <laughs> among like Star Fox fans because it became like more of a Zelda game, which is why I liked it because it was an, <laughs> you're just like Star Fox walking around on a planet solving puzzles and fighting little critters. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. this is basically the type of game that I enjoy mm-hmm. uh, more than the, like flying around and shooting things. But yeah, yeah I also get my hands on that one. I'm looking at the uh, pictures. Uh-huh. <laughs> I clicked on the adventures. I'm like, Jesus, I'd play the crap out of this. Yeah, it's got pretty decent graphics still. Oh, that sounds like much up. better. It's like type of game. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe they'll remaster that one and put it out. I don't think they'll ever no, even talk, mention that game again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody liked that game. But, <laughs> but I, I think I played it two or three times, like beat it all the way through a couple of times. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because it's like, you know, if and when they ever bring back like F-Zero, be like, yeah, racing game. And it's Captain Falcon going out on adventure, yeah, punching like, things. Punching like, people. It's like, mm, this isn't what wait. Star Fox fans like or F-Zero fans like. Yeah. Star Fox. First game was released for the Super Nintendo system in 1993. Fox McCloud and his team Slippy Toad or Saffy Toad mm-hmm. and Peppy Pale <laughs> and Falco Lombardi take on Andros. Duke or Andrew. Lombardi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Duke. <laughs> he threatens to overthrow the Lyat system. That's where they get the name Lyat Wars or whatever. Yeah. That's good. The concept was inspired by a shrine to the Japanese fox deity Inari Okami, which Shiguru Miyamoto visited regularly. The shrine's uh, accessibility through a series of arches inspired the gameplay. Several boss battles from the game are included as many games in the Wii game WarioWare. (laughs) Smooth moves! Using the Wii remote to fly the ship. Oh, yeah, I remember that because you, you hold the Wii remote like sideways and then you just tilt it to yeah. steer. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, I remember reading this when we did uh, one of the music episodes prior and we were just talking about, uh, I forget specifically what it was, but we, we talked about how uh, uh, Miyamoto would l- just had this idea for a game after visiting these shrines. And all it was just polygons and arches. And so then they decided that, hey, it's probably a good idea to smack something on it. And (laughs) that's why there's so many arches in that game that you have to, like, fly through and collect points or whatever. Yeah. And that's why you don't see any character in the game other than the little icon at the bottom of the screen Mm -hmm. for the text. Because initially it was just supposed to be a plane. Yeah. Flying through arches and stuff, but Miyamoto is kind of a genius. He's created like all of the great franchises from Nintendo, so we gotta shout him out <laughs> as oh, yeah. often as possible. Our lives it, would be completely different if we exactly didn't have him. <laughs> there would be no Nintendo without him. Oh, uh, for sure. All right, we'll jump into Star Fox Two, which was originally canceled, even though it was completely finished. Many of its new ideas were implemented for the then forthcoming Star Fox 64, such as the rival team Star Wolf, all range mode, charge shot, and multiplayer mode, although Star Fox 2's multiplayer mode was no longer featured in the final beta. Other elements, such as choosing characters, map pointing, and multiple ship variations were later implemented in Star Fox Command. A beta version of the Landmaster tank, known as the Walker, also makes an appearance as an R-Wing with leg-like attachments. Oh, yeah. It looks like a little chicken walker from Star Wars. That's great. A patch for the final beta was released by a third-party team of hackers to make the game complete, removing the debug mode menus, making an English translation, and removing subroutines for a buggy third vehicle not used in the game. The game was officially released as part of the Super NES Classic Edition. Yeah, we weren't able to play this game until about five years ago when mm-hmm. they released that. And then now it's also on the virtual or the Nintendo Online Switch, whatever the fuck the thing is called. Switch Online. <laughs> classic <laughs> classic SNES. Star Fox 64 introduced fully spoken dialogue. 
Like it's not just do a battle roll. Off the rails movement, new vehicles and characters, multiplayer and rudimentary on foot gameplay through an unlockable multiplayer mode. It was released in 1997 for the Nintendo 64 and came bundled bundled with the Rumble Pack, a force feedback controller attachment. Star Fox 64 retells the main story of the original Star Fox canon with new characters and gameplay elements. New multiplayer modes include free-for-all, battle royale, and a time trial. The overall plot is expanded with relatively small core changes. This game is famous for quotes that have become internet memes, Do a barrel roll! (laughs) (laughs) And use bombs wisely by Peppy Hare and Can't Let You Do That, Star Fox by Wolf O'Donnell. Oh, I didn't that realize his name was O'Donnell. <laughs> I love that. I love that quote. <laughs> Can't let you do that, Star Fox. <laughs> God, I still have it engraved in my brain. It's interesting. I think people forget, or maybe people are too young and have no idea of that. Because now all modern controllers vibrate out of the box. But mm-hmm. back before the N64, mm-hmm. or during the N64, you, you needed an attachment to make the controller rumble and that was like a awesome new feature <laughs> and it came bundled with this game and so you had to buy the game to get the rumble pack and then and they eventually sold them separately i remember yeah. buying this one at toys r us and this was the first time getting that n64 box and i'm like it's huge it because is. it came with the rumble yeah. pack and i was so excited for that and uh unfortunately i think it took like two triple a batteries or oh, something you had to yeah. stick in oh, it yeah. to keep that thing running and it made your controller like 17 pounds heavier. So top heavy. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, to build it's just up like this strength. big block that attaches <laughs> to the bottom of it. So funny. All right. Star Fox Adventures. That was released in 02 on the GameCube, developed by Rare. It is predominantly an action adventure game in which Fox is armed with a myst- mystical staff. Traditional space shooting is limited to small segments between chapters. So, like, when you're transitioning from one planet to the other, you'll actually go into, like, an actual Star Fox level and shoot at ships. But then you get to the planet, and then you get out of your little vehicle and explore. It Roots can be traced to Dinosaur Planet, a game Rare was developing late in the life cycle of the N64, but canceled by Nintendo and converted into a Star Fox game. It introduced new characters, including Prince Tricky and Crystal. Prince Tricky was a little triceratops. Taking place eight years after the events of Star Fox 64, the main antagonist of is an army of dinosaurs called Sharp Claws, led by General Scales. Fox and Crystal fall in love soon before the final boss fight when Fox saves her life. Crystal then becomes the Star Fox team's newest member. The gameplay of Avengers resembles that seen in most 3D Zelda games, which is why I liked it. It wasn't for the love scene? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Chris but you knew, it, she was like a purple fox, so you knew it was just she was just created as a love interest for yeah. Star Fox. Yeah, welcome to early two thousands. <laughs> All right, Star Fox Assault, developed by Namco. Star Fox Assault was released in two thousand five for the GameCube. The emphasis returned to our wing based gameplay because fuck adventures. <laughs> This is some off portions. Yeah, but also had portion uh, portions of on-foot missions. Assault takes place one year after Adventures with the 
aperoids becoming a new threat to the Lylat system. The Star Fox team is tasked with stopping them. Along with R.O.B. Rob, Peppy now pilots the Great Fox, while Crystal takes Peppy's role as one of the team's pilots. Promotion, Peppy, let's go. <laughs> Old man Peppy. Is Rob the little robot from the NES days? Yeah, I looked I looked him up and he doesn't quite look like that Rob. They just call him Rob because he would always He's a robot. be in charge of yeah. The big Star Fox what what the hell is it called? The Great Fox. <laughs> yeah, the big fox. his name is yeah, Rob sixty four or Rob the Robot, which it's he I don't know, looks like your run of the mill robot. He doesn't look like ROB though. Mm. They're very clever with their names. <laughs> but he's got like a Cyclops visor on. Yes. All right. Uh next game we got is Star Fox Command, and that was developed by Q Games for the Nintendo DS and released in 06. It's the first Star Fox game for a handheld console and the first to offer online multiplayer. Like the original Star Fox, gameplay is completely aircraft-based and use chatter much like the SNES game instead of voice acting of later installments. Command utilizes a new system of gameplay incorporating strategy and abandoning its fly-by-rail routes. Players plot flight paths and engage enemies in an open arena-style fighting mode using the Nintendo DS's touchscreen. Each character has a unique ship with different abilities. For example, Slippy Ship has no lock-on feature and shorter boosts, but has stronger lasers and shielding. Command takes place two to three years after the events of Star Fox Assault and features possible nine endings determined by the player's story progression choices. Dang. That's really cool. I didn't know this existed. It's a little bit like an RPG. Yeah. I like that each character has like different abilities. So you there's some strategy involved with which character you select to have or use as your pilot or they probably have a different ship too, I'm guessing. Yeah. Star Fox Zero was developed by Nintendo and Platinum Games for the Wii U and released in April twenty sixteen. The first Star Fox game on a home game console in over ten years. The game is controlled using the Wii U gamepad's gyroscope feature. Star Fox Zero also came packaged with a retail version of Star Fox Guard, a tower defense spin-off game. Interesting. Hmm. I remember this game coming out and I was interested, but having not owned a Wii U, I kind of just ignored it. But mm-hmm. And then also the gyroscope feature, I don't want to control by tilting, I want to have like sticks and buttons i don't like the motion controls of the wii they don't hold up at all right it's the same bullshit that uh breath of the wild had where you had to like yeah all over the place yes Mm -hmm. to get the fucking ball to go in its stupid hole (laughs) (laughs) that was tough to do like when you're in like handheld Uh, mode yeah Yeah, damn near impossible (laughs) i mean it wasn't possible for me (laughs) fuck this shit like Uh, i threw it back on the the dock (laughs) Then I get it down on the TV in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pro controller all the way. Pro controller. Yep. Uh, some other games related to Star Fox. Uh, the Starlink Battle for Atlas is the Nintendo Switch version of the Ubisoft's action adventure game. Starlink Battle for Atlas features exclusive missions featuring Star Fox characters and ships as part of the game's Toys to Life feature. The N- N- Nintendo Switch starter pack includes figures of Fox McCloud and the Arrowing that can be used in-game. Hmm. That's, That's neat. neat. 
I think he has one. <laughs> it was like almost in my reach. I just had to take my headphones off <laughs> to reach it. Ta-da. So it comes with this guy. You slide it. You slide the Joy Cons in here, and then you just play. Nice. And then, like, I'm trying to not bump my microphone. <laughs> These guys come out off, and you can add new weapons to the his thing. And this thing comes off, and Star Fox is in there. Oh, there he is. He's just <laughs> chilling. Hi, buddy. So it's like when that Skylanders craze was going on where you have to buy all these toys to yep, make your games right. work. Yeah. But it's a pretty fun game. I got it for 10 bucks. The game, this, and like all these little action figure parts. And so it was worth that. It's not, it, it's not bad for that cost. Yeah, it's a pretty fun game. I I did all the Star Fox things, and then I think I pretty much beat it. But it was a fun little. It it gets repetitive because it's like every planet you go to has like the same three things you have to do. So it's like, okay, yep, I gotta do this again. Now I gotta do this again. Yeah. Right. Assassin's Creed, the original. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, yeah. like the the flying mechanics were really good in that. Hmm. And the last game worth mentioning is, of course. The Super Smash Brothers series. Hiya! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Various Star Fox characters and stage themes have appeared in the Super Smash Brothers uh, franchise of fighting games. Fox McCloud has appeared in all five as the playable uh, characters. Falco was featured in all the games since Smash Brothers Melee as an unlockable character and then Wolfel Donald appears as an unlockable fighter in Brawl and in Ultimate. I am missing Fox on my arm. He is my next. Oh, he's your next. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I have DK and Fox left. That's, and then I'm yep. done. For the original lineup? For the original lineup. Yep. The non-unlockable ones. Just the original eight. Then we'll work on the unlockables later. But big fan of the What's Smash Bros. I am. <laughs> What's unlockable? Jigglypuff and Ness? Jigglypuff, Luigi, Ness, no. Luigi, Luigi, and Captain Falcon. Oh, yeah. Forgot him. Show me your arm. Oh, wait. Show, show me your show boobs. Me your arm. <laughs> show me your boobs. He's right here. Is, that, we'll have to go on your leg. <laughs> <laughs> that quote? <laughs> that, yeah, that quote. That whole quote. <laughs> show me your arm. Show me your ball. Oh, show wow. me your ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can keep those in your pants. Just have it going, reading up my leg. So show me your, and you're like, "What is it?" And I lift up. You have to like, yeah, raise your <laughs> leg a little, or your pant leg a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like secret. I get breakaways. <laughs> is Star Fox anybody's main in Smash Bros? OG Smash Bros. Yes, I liked him there a little bit, but then after that, not so much. I play. Wolf a lot. I like him. Shocker. He's a. I know. <laughs> cannot imagine why. You have the same uh, name. That is neat. I liked Falco actually better than Star Fox in mm-hmm. Melee. I think he. I think he was introduced in Melee. Is when yeah. he came in. I liked him because he would jump higher, and yeah. his attacks had more oomph. I like how Fox had speed, but speed wasn't my game. It was same. I wanted an equal player that I could still get out of there fast enough, but at least, you know, I don't know. I like the high jumpers like Luigi and all those. I feel like I have more control and mm-hmm. get out of the way faster. Yeah. I uh, I never used 
I mean, I would use them every now and then, but they were never my main because they're, they're too fast and they drop too quick. So I would run off the edge and just die so often just because I'm not used to moving that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their saving up was always one move and it was kind of like a charge. Yeah. And then so they go, yeah. <laughs> and so you're essentially like, I need to time my escape better. And you're like, no, like I'm never going to know. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I need it for death purposes, yeah, I don't know. I like the fighting style of Wolf better, just from like a kick and punch standpoint. Yeah, and he's not he doesn't move quite as fast, so you don't yeah. get you don't lose him as much in the action. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that did surprise me. Not that this is a Smash Brothers episode, but why Wolf when he's only been in yeah a handful not, of games and put you, the other three guys in there like. I guess he was uh, popular. I guess. And then we started to put like villains in there too. So right. they were like, who's Star Fox villain? I mean, Airwolf or Wolf is kind of like his rival. Right. So, right. You wouldn't call him like villain because Andros is the villain, yeah. right? In one. But, but Andros, you, you your... can't put in the game because he's like a giant head. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. huge. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, you have your team Fox and your team Wolf. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, it's the rival. It's good. Yeah. But for Team Fox, um, you had Fox, McLeod, Falco, Lombardi, Slippy Toe, Peppy Hair, we've all mentioned. But for Team Star Wolf, it was Wolf Oltano, Leon Palaski, Pigma Dengar, <laughs> Pigma, and yes. Andrew Oinconi. <laughs> Forgot about Pigma, he was my favorite. Yeah. What was the dog's name? Like Sergeant something? He's like Sergeant Pepper. Leader. Was it Sergeant Pepper? <laughs> no, no. Well, no, that's the Beatles album. That's, well, it? I thought it was. <laughs> it's Gen- General Pepper. General Pepper. General. Okay. There was, I knew blood- Pepper was in there. You were right. Yeah. Bloodhound Commander in Chief. The team needs you, yes, Star I Fox. Yes, I I wish he was a fight- uh, playable character. <laughs> yeah. He was the only. He was only in the Star Fox game. He wasn't even in any of the other ones. <laughs> oh. Like sixty four had Cat Monroe, Bill Gray, and James McCloud as your supporting characters. Your dad was always cool because he had sunglasses on. <laughs> hey, son. <laughs> That's how you Let could tell him a cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up our Star Fox celebration. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, check out Drink In Geek OST. That's our musical spinoff podcast with usually Dustin and I, but sometimes you other guys will appear on there. Every so often. Yep. And until next time, drink, drink up, up, up and, and geek, geek out. out. Star Fox out. Do a barrel roll.